You're listening to Sweet and Sir Radio Hour from WMBG Radio. Welcome to another week of Radio Hour. We're so happy that you have joined us, Sweet Mama and Sir. Um, for the purposes of being able to hear everyone okay, I'm going to go ahead and mute the audience today so that we just hear Sweet Mama and Sir. Um, I will also spotlight our two main hosts here. Um, and I'll just add, Clarabeth will be joining here in a minute, but she's a bit late today. So um, today, as Sweet Mama and Sir likely know, but maybe news for the audience, we're gonna be covering education. And uh, we know that there's a lot that falls into this topic. So it could be anything ranging from elementary, middle, high school, college. It's really whatever your pleasure to talk about today. So I think as we've done in the past for format, we'll review it once more, that we'll have one of you come for 15 minutes and talk to me, and then the next 15 minutes will be the other one, and then the two of you will join together, and then we'll close with a couple of questions from the peanut gallery. How does that sound? That sounds lovely. And, um, and Sarah has decided that we're going to mix it up a little bit to make more interesting, so Sweet Mama will go first. Oh, perfect. Nice water out of the room. <laughs> All right, Sarah, we will see you in 15 minutes. <laughs> yes, they can see us. Hey, everybody? Yep. Oh, yes. okay. We may have you lean into the microphone just a bit, sweet mama, so that we can hear, hear you clearly. My other is exiting. Perfect. Can't fall off the floor. Right, now how's that? How's that sound? That's perfect. Okay. Well, education, that is a very broad topic, as you said. Um, so it's difficult to begin in the middle. So let's go back to elementary school. And I think in one of our previous shows, I had indicated that I was not real happy about going to school. So by the time I got to Pyramid Primary in the first grade, no kindergarten, um, I was small and shy and scared to death. Um, I did have my dog, Black Boy, that um, I cried when I left him in the morning. And my mother, the only time that dog was ever in the house was when I left school. She would put him in the house and uh, we would drive away. Um, Within 30 minutes, 45 minutes, in my classroom door, I hear a scratching on the door. And Miss Rob would say, come on in, Bible. And my dog would come in and sit down beside my desk and I would start to cry. So it was, and then my dad would have to come and get the dog, take the dog home and walk him up for a while until he understood you can't do that. So that was uh, an everyday occurrence for Several days, I would say, probably, until Black Boy finally got the idea that probably he shouldn't be doing that. Um, and I was very, very relieved. However, my teacher said that she wished, she told my mother that she wished that all of her students were as well behaved as that dog was. So, um, so that was one of my early memories. I also remember um, going into school and what it smelled like. Those were the days where we had the wooden desk. I had an ink well, and I don't remember ink being in that well, but there was a well there. 
Um, and they used some kind of oil on the desk. So there was oil on the wooden floors and oil on the desk. And it had a certain wonderful Mississippi mold and mildew and, and cleaning stuff smell to it when you went into your school room. Um, I also remember when it rained, how um, it, it felt so ominous that when it rained and the lights came on in the classroom and you looked outside and it would be dark and dreary and rainy. And I, I just remember how I felt when, um, when I saw that. It just was, I, I can't say that I was really afraid, but um, I was leery, uh, mm. questioning, didn't, uncomfortable, I think is the word. So uh, there was just something about those lights coming on in the classroom that startled me. So early childhood, um, can't say I was a happy campus at all. But then, as I've said before, once I met friends and moved into junior high, then, then it became very fun, very, very fun. Um, one of the things that I'm going to mention, and Sarah might want to talk about this too, is when we got to high school, actually in junior high, um, the whole junior high and high school, when you arrived uh, in the Cleveland public school system, the whole school was divided into four groups, group one, two, three, and four. And you were assigned that group and you were in that group for the whole six years. So your two years of junior high and your four years of high school, you were in that group. So in the Dalton family, there was group one and group four. Half of us were group one, half of us four. So there was always this one and four rivalry going on even within our family. So Rally Day um, was ingenious, ingenious. They started, we started um, February. Um, and Rally Day itself was always at the end of March, right as, as in the beginning of track season. So we had two days of, of activities. The first day, we had uh, quartets, singing ensembles. We had a spelling bee. We had uh, lectures, like a, a declamation. Someone would have to give a speech. Um, we had um, a musical, like a quartet and a singing octet. That sort of thing happened. And you competed. The teachers were judges. And so each group would have a representative in each category. And you would compete for points. So that was the first day. And you never knew how many points at all while, while this is happening. So the second day, yet, each group had a theme. And so you enacted for the first, for the morning, came the whole school came in costume. The last year that we were um, in, as seniors, in fact, that's where Sarah and I started dating, was the group elects two senior leaders, a boy and a girl. And I was the girl senior leader for group one, and Sarah was the boy. And that's when we started dating, was rally day, preparation. So the leaders would go to all of the rehearsals for the different groups and encourage people to, to do well and that sort of thing. So our thing that year, we were Dutch. So Everyone in group one 
arrived at school dressed in a costume that the students made in our home economics class. And it would be a skirt, blue skirt with a white blouse. And we had kind of a sash thing. So everyone looked Dutch. And um, we had songs and yells and skits. And so we competed with all of that for the four groups. So we sat in the gym, one, two, three, four in the bleachers and all the activities happened down on the gym floor. So those then were all judged. And then in the afternoon, to finish rally day, we had track meet and all of the different groups had a mile runner. We had uh, everything that you'd have on track uh, in, in competition. We had those different events. So then at the end of the day, at three o'clock in the afternoon, we all went back into the gym, went back to our places, and um, they announced the winners, the total points that had been scored by each group. So Sir and I did not win Rally Day, but we certainly won each other, and we had a wonderful, wonderful time. <laughs> so I think um, it was such a unique experience. It, it encouraged the arts. It encouraged... Um, recitation and um, music, creativity, design, sports, every angle of life was represented in some kind of competition at Rally Day. Extraordinary, extraordinary mm -hmm. high school. Um, and then um, college, I started at Delta State, like everyone in my family did. And um, it was, I was on full scholarship there. And one of my friends who had just graduated from Texas Fulmer University was the dance instructor. She had gotten her master's. In fact, she danced at Jacob's Pillow with uh, Anne Schley Duggan. If you know modern dance, Judy was trained by Anne Schley Duggan. So um, that was quite impressive. Um, so she and I became really, really good friends my sophomore year. So after she was a counselor at Heart of the Hills Camp in Texas. And she said, Dickie, why don't you come and, and be a counselor out there? So at the time, I had no water safety instructor, so I thought I could work on the waterfront. Well, the staff was already filled the waterfront. So, okay, what, what is open? Well, we need a rifle instructor. I said, oh, I can do that. I can shoot a rifle. So I made friends with one of Fats hunting buddies. And join, I, would, I joined the NRA. Your grandmother was in the National Rifles. I can take the gun apart. I can clean it. I can tell you all the different parts of it. And so for two years in the summer, I was the rifle instructor at Heart of the Hills Camp. And that's where I earned a lot of my, uh, my college money. So like I say, I was on full scholarship at Delta State, compliments of a banker who was there in town. And, um, but I had such a wonderful time and made such great friends in Texas that um, I decided to transfer to the school that they went to, which is Texas Women's University. And um, so I had to forfeit my scholarship in doing that, which meant that I took out a federal defense loan, um, which was difficult at the time. And then I worked just like I did in the summer. I worked in the education department to pay my way and then um, the type of loan that I had was um, for every year I taught, it was deducted 10% up to a half. So Sir and I, after we were married, after seniors, it was five years to pay off 
my federal defense loan. Uh, so, you know, it was, um, it was, it was always a bit of a struggle to, um, to say, okay, I can't, I can't do that because I can't, I have no money, so I can't do that. So consequently, you know, you make great friends doing that because you have to get darn creative and have a good time. So I had wonderful, wonderful friends in Texas, still do. My little sister was in my wedding and uh, she's just one of my favorite people on the planet, Katie Pendleton. So, but I, I always, when I, when I finished um, college, uh, then having the family and the babies, I always had this uh, yearning uh, to go back to school. I just, I, by then, now, I love school, couldn't get enough of it. So, you know, Sarah and I started the business and I worked in the business for a while. And um, then I said, you know, I, I, need, I need to go back to school. In the meantime, I was taking classes at the new school in New York. My, a friend of mine and I, Ann Elwood and I, would go into the city and take classes there or at the Metropolitan. We decided one time that we uh, knew nothing about the Eastern world, that we were educated people, but we knew nothing about Japanese or Chinese art. So we joined the Asia Society and we took classes there and read the scholars and realized that there was another half of the world that literally we knew nothing about. So that was tremendous growth. Um, the classes at the Metropolitan, I was taking um, like Russian art history and uh, it reminds me of when we were boarding the plane to go to Russia and, and Sir says to me, he says, tell me again why, why we're going to Russia? And it was, well, because I've fallen in love with their art and their music and the people, just everything about it. I can't wait to go. So, um, so the education pushed, pushed us into travel and curiosity. And then I had that wonderful idea of uh, why don't I go to graduate school? So that's, okay, if you go to graduate school, what are you going to major in? What, what are you interested in now? And at that time, I had left Aztec Medical, and um, my friend had gotten me a job with Sita Geigy in um, media and doing uh, launch meetings for <clears throat> pharmaceutical companies. So it was a song and dance stage presentation. Well, that was quite up alley. I love that. And it was in pharmaceuticals and Sir had sold pharmaceuticals. So I was right in there for that. So it was just, we had such a great time. So when it came time for graduate school, they had a media studies program and, um, and that it covered, you know, sound and light, communication, communications major. So um, that was exactly where I belonged. It was, okay. I'm not sure that I don't already know a lot of this and I'm not already working doing some of this, but it validated a lot of my in instincts and it gave me um, a different confidence and a different lens to see the world through. Um, I make Sarah crazy and a lot of people crazy <laughs> when I walk around and I say, oh, did you see that? Oh, did you see that? Because that uh, extra education um, awakened a lot of senses in media, you know, who took the picture? Uh, how many people are really there? You have those kind of questions in your mind. So um, it's never ending. If I could go back to school tomorrow, I would. 
I, I love graduate school. Um, and that's why I encourage all of you in every way you can to stay in school and, and just eat it up, <laughs> just eat it up. Yeah. Same Sherman. Sherman. <laughs> 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 <I'm the> guest. <laughs> I don't think you realized she wasn't muted. Sweet Mama, thank you so much for that synopsis and overview of your education. It's a, uh, it's fun because I feel like all of us probably know parts of that journey, but to see it all in a very linear fashion like that is very impressive for you to be able to tell it that way. Because I'm sure at times too, it was the fork in the road of which way do we go and what do I, what do I pursue? So, um, I know one thing for myself that. Oh, go ahead. It has been, um, you know, in our family, in the Dalton family, um, it was a, a dream uh, of my mother. And uh, so all of us are fulfilling that dream by, you know, learning, by discovering, by pursuing. Um, all of those things are life lessons that um, she must be just jubilant looking at her extended family and, and uh, the pursuit of knowledge. Uh, it's still very, very big, very important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Is it time for Sir? Yes, let's go ahead and bring Sir on over. All right. Hop on in here, big guy. I'm sure we're going to have a lot of questions for you, sweet mama, when you come back. Okay, I'll be ready. Perfect. Yeah. Where's Sherman? Can't find him. I think they're off the video. Oh, okay. I think she's probably driving somewhere. Oh, maybe. Yeah possible okay come on over to the hot seat Sarah pull up a chair okay <laughs> have a chance to get myself together a little bit and, uh, so can you hear me all right yes we can hear you great thank you oh good so I'll give the floor to you if you uh, if you want to just speak from your heart about education, or if you need prompting along the way, I can ask questions as well. Okay. Um, I was uh, a new faces on here. There's Clara and Ellie and Lindsay now. I see Stephen over there with Aaron and. Uh, it's a pretty good crowd, good crowd. So I, but just, um, I have to go back to my early days of education, which was uh, in, um, just outside of uh, Detroit, St. Clair Shores. And uh, I started kindergarten. And so, um, that was uh, uh, an okay experience. I had got through my first year of kindergarten, so I was on my way to higher education now. And about that time, it lived for, um, well, there's Katie and JC now, hello. Uh, we, uh, uh, we moved from my uh, from our noodle starter home in uh, St. Clair Shores, Michigan. Uh, we moved, moved up to my uh, grandfather and grandmother's place in uh, Mount Morris, Michigan. 
it's uh, north of uh, north of Detroit. And um, so I started the first grade there. And uh, started the first grade in a little Catholic school where my mother uh, had gone to school, actually. And then um, my, uh, I went there my first year. And then my second year, I uh, started second grade there. And I, I was having difficulty with the sister there. And she was having more difficulty with me. And uh, my dad was traveling away two weeks at a time, coming home on the train. And uh, it was an unpleasant time. My grandmother was in the process of dying at home where we were staying. It was, um, was you know, just a difficult time for second grader. Mm -hmm. So uh, I moved to the, to another school from that school to the public school, and that was actually where my mother taught, and um, that's where I learned how to read in the second grade. I remember my teacher's name, Mrs. Poole, and uh, I started, life changed for me then. I got into school and learned to read learned about Beowulf and some of the important characters in history. Um, then things changed again. We moved to uh, Indiana. And uh, in Indiana, I went to uh, another, again, the Catholic school. And there was a totally different environment. And very pleasant. The nuns were all positive and encouraging and all. And uh, so I, I liked that. For all the years that I was there through the eighth grade, and uh, uh, I played sports, I played basketball, I played football, and I, I liked that. My dad coached football, and I enjoyed playing basketball, so that was... Uh, that was fun. I had some uh, uh, real good years there in St. John's, Indiana. And uh, I learned something from the nuns, the teachers, and, and all in all, it was a good, good time. We lived in the farm country, too. So um, I learned a lot about farming, watching the farmers work. A couple of times they helped me load, let me help them load hay. And uh, I really developed an appreciation for the, for the farmers. And uh, one of our neighbors was a, a physician, general practitioner at the time. And uh, so I, uh, I really wanted to uh, get into to, uh, I, I like what a physician did. So I got interested in medicine. Well, the next year I went, uh, started my first year in high school. And uh, at a, uh, I went into Fort Wayne, which was about uh, 10 or 12 miles away. I had to get to an early morning uh, commercial bus, go into the school. But it was a Catholic high school. And again, I 
really enjoyed it. It had a good program. It was a large school. And uh, in fact, it was so large that it had another kid named Dick Newman in the freshman class. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and we had uh, red hair and freckles. He was from Fort Wayne, so we became uh, friends. So anyway, um, the things that I studied were uh, studied Latin, studied uh, mathematics, algebra, um, history, and English. And, um, I liked school and, and Latin. Did I say Latin? Uh, I, I studied Latin too. And so that was, uh, I enjoyed it. I uh, enjoyed my, my new friends at the school, in high school. And um, I um, came to come to find that uh, I, played, I played football. Uh, it was good. It was a tough basketball country, though. There were good basketball players in Indiana. So I didn't, uh, I decided not to try out for the team because Coach said I wasn't going to make the team. So I said, well, I don't want to be rejected. I'm just not going. <laughs> that worked out okay. I got a job instead, which was a good job. I made 50 cents an hour. And that would have been about, uh, I don't know, 40 plus uh, 14, 1954. That was a few years ago, Ellie. Yeah. So then um, I found out in the spring of my freshman year, gone through the entire school year, and my dad came home one day and uh, told me that we were going to move to uh, Cleveland, Mississippi. He had gotten a new job in Baxter Laboratories, a field that he was uh, uh, becoming an expert in, and he wanted to go. And they were going to pay him, you know, a reasonable uh, salary, stock options and all the things that go with it. And uh, so we moved to Mississippi. And I started high school at Cleveland High School. And as a sophomore. And um, it, it, the school part was uh, getting to know the kids and all generally were, was difficult. Because uh, I was, you know, I was a Yankee. I spoke like a Yankee. Uh, I, I was a Catholic. And I was... I'm not the only Catholic in school, but only three or four. And you might not think that makes a difference, but it makes a difference. <laughs> and um, so uh, I, I started high school and, and I studied things like, I studied Latin again. I had the second year of Latin, which I kind of liked. And uh, studied mathematics, which um, that year, I, at the beginning of that year, the first half of the year, I had a, a, a very nice teacher, Mrs. Bobo, 
But uh, I somehow I wanted to be cute with Mrs. Bobo's class and do funny things. And uh, like we were reading off a series of numbers and I shouted out, bingo! <laughs> it's not a bingo game. And Mrs. Bobo was nearly brought to tears. And uh, not too long after that, actually, as a result of that, uh, the associate principal or the second in command who was in charge of discipline came and got me out of Mrs. Bobo's class. And the guy was about six foot five, probably weighed 240 pounds. I had to look up at him like that, you know. And he just told me that um, if I didn't want to go to school there, then I should uh, just let him know now and they were going to let, let me go. And he said, if you, want to, if you want to go to school here, you need to settle down, behave yourself, and uh, not cause any more trouble. And so I did. Exactly what I did. Mm -hmm. I just relaxed and gave myself a chance to meet some kids. And not everybody was looking to fight. Some were looking to just say hello. You know? So it turned out by the end of the year, I had gotten, I'd made a couple of pretty good buddies. Uh, a couple of them, lifelong friends. And um, so anyway, I studied uh, mathematics, which ultimately I, in my senior year, I won the Mathematics Award of America. We took competitive tests and everything. Mrs. Bobo was very proud of me. And uh, at the end of my senior year, she told me that. <laughs> and of course, that was quite a turnaround from the first encounters that I had with Mrs. Bobo. Um, and we had uh, studied uh, physics, and chemistry, and biology. We had a science teacher, Bill Bell. And uh, Bill was a friendly character, football coach, well, assistant football coach. And uh, he taught me a little bit about physics and chemistry and biology <laughs> and, um, and football, so to speak. And uh, so anyway, those were my sciences, studied English, history, uh, those sorts of things. And then uh, in my other parts of school, my athletics, I played football, I played basketball, played track. And track was my best sport. I, I won the conference championship in uh, discus discus throw, and I went to the state finals in that, and I didn't, didn't place in the state, but I, I had a pretty good year, and it was kind of fun, because I had started dating Dinky then, and she would come to a couple of track meets to see how I was doing, which I like that. Um, so then uh, I... Um, I finished up uh, high school and uh, all in all, it was 
overall a really good experience. I had, had overcome being a Yankee. And I was now a Southern boy. I said y'all and other things like that, um, which was of something of an adjustment. Yeah. And then, um, let's see, what else? And, oh yeah, I went to college. Oh, college, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I went, uh, my first two years of college, I went to Christian Brothers College. And it was a, a Catholic boys' school in Memphis, very, very well known engineering school, still well known in that. And uh, so it, there were some other uh, mostly Catholic boys uh, from all over the United States, mostly from the Midwest, like Chicago, St. Louis, and uh, some Southern boys like me, a few boys from Memphis. And I, uh, I, I enjoyed that. I, I had fun. Um, I had uh, some good professors. I had a great organic chemistry teacher in my second year. And I'll always regret not working harder in his class because he, he was just an excellent man, an excellent teacher. He was a Christian brother, a, a, a PhD kind of guy. And then uh, I, I studied my pre-med courses, which were uh, uh, biology. And, uh, I think we had one semester of histology. So that was good. Uh, I studied German. I learned to speak a little German, um, uh, English, history, liberal arts school. I took a couple of short courses in the theater and all. But uh, they only had two semesters there and uh, uh, two years of pre-med there. So after, uh, at the end of that year, the second year in my pre-med studies, I uh, uh, transferred down to Ole Miss. And uh, continuing to study pre-med. And I had uh, I had things in uh, I had classes, uh, see, additional classes in uh, or I think organic chemistry, um, and uh, I continued to study German, and uh, what else did I have? I had uh, English, philosophy, study religion. Um, so that was uh, that was my um, my my junior year, and, and I studied uh, anthropology, also a couple of civilizations in the South America. That uh, uh, was. And physics, another thing I had. But uh, so I, I enjoyed Ole Miss. I joined the fraternity and fortunately made my grades first semester so I could get initiated because I was you know, a junior. And I, I really enjoyed the fraternity and uh, for the two years that I was there. 
and that was my third year. And then my fourth year was uh, <clears throat> had some more physics. I had uh, comparative anatomy, which was an interesting course. And it was uh, taught at a fairly high level for pre-med students. So I, uh, I enjoyed that. It was, it was uh, me, I could have done better at it, but I, you know, but I did enjoy it, and I studied it pretty hard. And I encouraged it, uh, encouraged me to talk to Maggie when she got accepted into uh, was applying for the, the uh, occupational therapy and studying uh, human anatomy, which was all online. And uh, so I just really encouraged her, and she she had to have that course to get in. Mm-hmm. And uh, that little rascal did the best grade in her class. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> so <know>? mags. <laughs> so I, I guess you all know this, but about uh, two weeks ago, she had made application to Massachusetts General hospital for their department of occupational therapy but they only offered a doctorate so to get in you had to be willing to put in what three years i guess beyond her her undergraduate degree and uh, so she got she got accepted she starts in june <laughs> so that's a pretty that's pretty good. It's a big to celebrate, definitely. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Yeah. And she, it was a three-year program, so she, uh, she liked that. It's awesome. Following in the footsteps of her grandfather with the sciences. <laughs> a few of us that got those good science genes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Sarah, and I, see, I see sweet mama lingering over your shoulder here, so we may welcome her back. Uh, just a couple of remarks. I, I, you since the grandfather encouraged her, Maggie, I, I have to tell the, you have to tell everyone how much I encourage you in chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that's a story for another time. Let's just say there's a reason I am not a chemist. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, um, that was, uh, I got my uh, undergraduate degree in chemistry and biology. Ole Miss. And then uh, I did some graduate work at uh, Loyola and, and, and Tulane in an MBA program, just a few courses, and then I was transferred. My company moved me. And then I took a course from Columbia, uh, and not part of a program, but a specialized course for business people. You know, so um, that's more or less my education no part. That's awesome. <laughs> thank, thank you so much for summarizing that with us. Um, it is fun to look back and, and hear kind of the journey of your education. And for I think for a theme for both you and Sweet Mama is that it's ongoing, that even when you finished your college degree, or at first when you finished your high school degree and then went on to college, and then you've continued to pursue education since then. And I think everyone on this call would probably say 
you are two of the most inspirational lifelong learners that we know in that we're constantly getting articles in our emails and text messages about interesting things that you're learning about. So it's very inspiring. Thank you. So I think one, uh, one interesting question that we have for you is you two have a unique vantage point, having not only attended college yourself, um, but now having heralding grandchildren through college in nearby schools in Virginia and elsewhere. So one of the questions that Clara Beth and I talked about is we are curious to know from you how college was different back then and what changes you might have seen between college then and college today. Can tell you as a woman, um, I was a senior in college, and we had a uh, an eleven o'clock curfew, twelve o'clock on Saturday night. So things have really, really changed. Um, I think that because of the colleges that I selected, um, I, I think. It's hard, it's hard to know because I'm not in those classrooms. You know, I, I watch students on campus and, you know, watching all of you and in, in your studies. Um, you know, when you go to a woman's college, I think that that has a little different take. Uh, tremendous sense of community and connectedness uh, among the girls. You can imagine a lot of chatter. Um, but then at the new school, you know, which was uh, my choice and it was one of my favorite places because it was an international, um, very diverse uh, student body that all ages from absolutely everywhere, you know, everything you are is okay with us. And uh, so it was a lot of uh, a challenging conversation and an opportunity for growth in all areas, not just academic, uh, but particularly social awareness and, and things like that. So, I think it, a lot of it depends upon the college you, you choose. There's I, each college tends to have its own culture, and sometimes you fit there, and sometimes you don't. That's why you know four of the five of my kids went to more than one college. The first one was not the right one, um, and then you know I watched some of you who learned so much with your life lessons that you could never learn in a classroom. They have made you extraordinary people yourselves, and it, you know, I, I think that, I think uh, the whole world is a college. It's where you want to, to look, choose to learn and, and some learn better being out in the world and touching others. So um, that's just a different spin on, on college life. So I, I can't compare because I'm not a student now, but I, if, if you let me, I'll go back to school and then I can tell you. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Sarah, you, Sarah, you may have to scoot closer to the microphone. That was, uh, that was a, a, an interesting question. And uh, we have been fortunate to know our grandchildren, uh, our children, but also our grandchildren, and to listen to them and what their college experiences done. Some of you we've heard a lot from because we've been, you know, fairly close to you all this time. But what I've learned 
and you have learned is your graduate studies. No, I don't know. Aaron, you have an advanced degree. Lindsay, you have an advanced degree. Um, uh, Clara has an advanced degree. Who doesn't have an advanced degree, but he spent many years in college. So I think that's the equivalent of something. And then, uh, Emma, don't you have an advanced degree from the London College there? <laughs> yeah, and um, you just would have learned the accounting lesson when you were Duke. You'd be much better off, though, honey. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Katie has got a, a life lesson in uh, lots of things, um, mostly in recruiting a, a, a good husband. And um, Emma, you have that as well. We've been following up on your 40 under 40. Uh, you know. And um, who is that with Emma? Is that Lindsay? Yes. Oh, I can't see. Uh, yeah, it's Lindsay. Oh, okay. So, uh, that advanced studies, adding, adding more and more to it. It just is the right way to do it and uh, not necessarily the easy way, uh, especially when you get to be a little older, but uh, it's that's the right thing to do. So, okay, another question we have for you that is actually not related, but we're curious to hear, um, if either of you had a teacher that was influential in your life in some way and who that teacher was and what they meant to you. I'm doing a quick review of, of my teachers because um, I've had quite a lot of them. Yeah. As you think, I'll say it, it was neat as Sir was recounting his story. The number of names of teachers that you remembered was really impressive to me. And I think a sign that those people had an impact in your life. I would say, um, you know, some, some of my teachers, I got it. Uh, I just love, love my third grade teacher. Sweet mama, let's hear. That's I think that's about when I stopped crying. It was about third grade. So I just loved her. She made me feel very secure. And so she's very special. I, I would say we had a high school English teacher, Mrs. Glasgow. Uh, she was just meaner than a snake. Uh, but she was one fine teacher. And, um, you know, we're studying Beowulf. We're studying uh, Shakespeare, whatever she threw at us. Um, we we could do it and we did she had high expectations of everyone and, and so to have a teacher that says to you you can do this to, uh, to my brother fat for instance you know you could do this fat so to prove that he could do it he learned the tintinabulation of the bells 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 you know he learned that you memorize this poem because she said first of all if you're going to play football friday night you have to do this so she set the bar and she said, you can do this. And he did. 
So uh, I would say Ms. Glasgow is just an outstanding teacher. And, and consequently, Sarah and I are still reading novels and books and reading Frankenstein right now and knowing who Byron, Shelley, and Keats are, you know, that came from my high school English. Oh, Sarah, go ahead and lean in a little bit. Uh, I've had some wonderful teachers in, in grammar school, in uh, high school, college, and um, I, I was trying to recall uh, which one that stood out in my mind. And um, it, it is a, um, a man who coached me in high school. His name was uh, Coach Riley, Big Riley. And he came out of the Marine Corps, college, got his teaching certificate degree, and then coached in my high school, coached me in football, basketball, and track. And it, he was very disciplined, uh, my heart knows, but uh, he taught me a lot by his example. And it helped me make that adjustment from moving from Indiana to Mississippi. A, a very tough year of my life. And uh, so I, um, actually, but I, I really appreciate him. And uh, I, I, he's dead now, but um, uh, if I could give him a call, I, I would be sure to do it, thinking about him over the years. Yeah. It's always a nice experience. Yeah. Aww. Big Riley. Big Riley. <laughs> I love that. So we have a couple of questions from Ann Aaron, it looks like, but I, I seem to gloss over the chat. And before we move forward, I do want to give a shout out to Gracie Girl because she, we have to remember, she has her high school degree, but also I would say she has got one of the best degrees in life of any of the relatives because she managed to live a life. I think that all of us dream that we could have on a mountain with Sherman and she is uh, an inspiration to us all. So I just want to give a shout out to Gracie and appreciation as well to sweet mama for mentioning that education comes in many forms. It's not just in college, but it also comes in life. And, and for the record, I'd like to say that um, of all of us in the, uh, the Newman genealogy, Grace is the only one, only one that's got the priorities truly set properly. Well done, Grace. <laughs> Yesterday was a powder day. <laughs> hey, Dad. <laughs> oh, always love a good Uncle Duffy popping. Okay. Duffy. <laughs> Duffy. He'll be back. He'll be back. Um, so the question we have from Ann Aaron is, she wants to know about your experiences teaching at school and at CCD. Are you go first? As a teacher. She's asking me about my school teaching, right, Erin? And asking him about teaching CCD? Yeah. 
First of all, you have to know what CCD is, right? Does everyone yeah. know what CCD is? I think it'd be helpful for him to give context, yeah. Well, basically, um, for the most part, I taught sixth graders. Over the, I, I taught, uh, this is, CCD is uh, means confraternity of Christian doctrine, but it's basically teaching children religion uh, as part of their church experience. So I would, uh, many, they have many lay people who did this teaching. But I would uh, meet, uh, meet with the kids uh, often on a Sunday morning, uh, but often uh, one night during, one evening, afternoon during the week. And uh, I'd have anywhere in my class from uh, 12 to 20 kids, maybe 22 kids. And we would use um, the Bible, and we would use, I would use uh, text, the church provided where I liked them. And um, we would have uh, meetings with the children. And um, I liked doing it. Uh, I, I really enjoyed working with the kids. Uh, sometimes it was easier than others. Sixth graders can, it can change a lot the beginning of the year to the end of the year. Like two different people. Uh, for the most part, good people. Some of them had to be straightened out a little bit. Oh. <laughs> and um, it was a great experience. I, as a uh, coincidence, in the course of teaching them, I was able to touch other people who knew the kids, or who uh, I had one couple who now was quite ill. And uh, a little? Uh, I used to bring the the kids uh, over to her house and uh, teach. The classes kind of got big, so I couldn't do it anymore. But over the course of the year, she learned every name of the kid in the class. She prayed for every kid every night of class. And uh, I told them this one night, out of our instruction, you know. They, they just couldn't, they couldn't believe it. So in fact, they all came to know her name. And we had one final event where our kids over and she met all of them in person uh, the last time. We knew every one of their names. So uh, it was uh, a really nice experience with the children and, of course, with uh, the ladies. That for a number of years. Wow, that's great and sweet, sweet mama. Well, um, I, I, I taught a number of years. I would have a baby in the summer and then I'd go back to teaching. Well, it was kind of a life lesson in biology that my students witnessed as this happened. Um, yeah, I, I can go on and on about um, loving teaching. I had uh, the dean of education at TWU, Dean Rust. Um, I worked in his office, so we got to be pretty good buddies. And so when 
uh, I did my student teaching with Mrs. Gregory, um, who had a son named Dalton, which I always thought that was great. Um, she, I had everything I needed. I had um, you know, paper, paints, anything you needed for student teaching. It was right at my fingertips. So he told me one day, he says, you know, Dinky, you really haven't taught school until you go into uh, the backwoods and you have nothing but yourself to teach with. That's when you'll know you're a teacher. So, you know, the story of we were married and we go to Ole Miss and I get my first teaching job. And um, I was making $2,900 a year, $2,900 a year. I had, this was in 1962. I had 35 second graders. Um, Several of them had reached second grade. Uh, some of them didn't wear shoes until they were crossed on the ground. Uh, I had one parent with um, a college education and another father-mother combination that had junior college. And that was the only higher education in any of these students. So um, I went to ask for the middle paper. Uh, I couldn't have the middle paper because football team got a new uniforms that year, and so the middle paper was not in the budget. So I wrote my dean a note and said, I am Wait, sweet mama, lean forward just a little bit and just repeat that last line. I said to Dean Rust, I am teaching school. I have nothing but myself to teach with. And as it turns out, it was the most gratifying year of all of my teaching experience. Um, it was only half a year, uh, but it was spectacular. I felt so loved by the children um, and, and the parents uh, almost fainted when they found out they had a Catholic in the school. That was a bit of an experiment. Um, and, and they had, town had to adapt to the fact that they had made a serious mistake and hired this Catholic teacher. Um, but the parents and, and students uh, were absolutely wonderful and I felt that I really taught them something. Not sure what, but I, I, they taught me, taught me about, um, about learning, about learning, you see their little eyes, dance, it's just wonderful. No, oh, that's so special. It's so fun to picture you in the front of a classroom with a belly out to here. Yeah. <laughs> trying to teach these little guys. And at noon, I was like, okay, everybody put your head on your desk and take a nap, you know, because I nap. <laughs> right, Emma? <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Um, and Aaron had a question going back, sweet mama. You talked about the rally groups uh, uh -huh. when you were in high school. How big were those? How big was the high school? Uh, there were 85 kids in my graduating class. So, Maybe, maybe by the time I was a senior, there may have been a hundred in, you know, the classes before. So let's say, let's say an average of a hundred kids per class. And yeah, but I mean, in, in my whole, in my whole class, there were a hundred. So there were 20, 25 kids in group one that were seniors in group one. So that would be times six. Okay. Oh, wait, sorry. Come yeah. forward a little bit. You just cut out there for a sec. <laughs> Do the math. There's, there's uh, let's, let's say 20 to 25 kids in each group for each year. So that's times six. So, wow. Yeah. Because you're in there 
big rally. Do you remember what your favorite rally activity was? And then I know we got to wrap up here, but I think that'd be a fun note to end on. Favorite rally activity? Uh, having Sarah pick me up to go to rehearsals. That was oh. <laughs> That was my favorite activity. <laughs> no, I, I think uh, writing the skits, the songs, they call it songs and yells and skits, and then teaching the whole group, the songs and yells and and, and, uh, and skits. Uh, that was a hoot. You know, you can imagine <laughs> high school students writing a play about the Dutch and how the Dutch were going to be Spanish or whoever or the other group was. One time they were Masketeers, I think. One group as, as seniors. I'd have to get my yearbook out to see what everybody was that year. Uh, you know, the purpose is to defeat them, so uh, you have to establish them. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. Well, thank you again so much for joining this week to talk about education. Thank you, sweet mama and sir, for continuing to inspire us all to be lifelong learners. And uh, as we go into this next week, let's all, let's all hold on to that, to look for lessons in everything. We will be thinking of you from uh, Hilton Head this week. We're going to take a vacation, first one in the year. So uh, we'll be down hanging at the beach. We'll be loving and thinking of all of you. So now I think it is time to say so long.